You're listening to Radio Maria, and this is Father Toby with your word for today on the Feast of the English Martyrs. And we begin our reflection with the reading from today's Mass, which is taken from Matthew chapter 10. Jesus said to his disciples, Beware of men, they will hand you over to Sanhedrins and scourge you in their synagogues. You will be dragged before governors and kings for my sake, to bear witness before them and the pagans. But when they hand you over, do not worry about how to speak or what to say. What you are to say will be given to you when the time comes, because it is not you who will be speaking. The Spirit of your Father will be speaking in you. On the 4th of May, 1535, at Tyburn in London, which is about a two-minute walk from Marble Arch, there died three Carthusian monks, the first of what would be many, many martyrs of the English Reformation. Of these martyrs, 42 have been canonised, and a further 242 have been declared blessed. But the true number of those who died on the scaffold, perished in prison, or were tortured or persecuted for their faith, cannot now be reckoned. The persecution lasted 150 years and left a permanent mark on English culture. To this day, Catholics continue to suffer certain minor disabilities under English law. Pertinently for what's about to come up this weekend, you still have to renounce your right to the throne if you become a Catholic. And it was only as recently as 2013 that a member of the royal family was allowed to marry a Catholic without renouncing the right to the throne. They wanted to keep those papists distant. The martyrs celebrated today came from every walk of life. They were rich and poor, married and single, men and women. But they are all remembered for the example they gave of constancy in their faith and courage in the face of persecution. However, because there are so many of them, and because they're so varied, I think they can seem a little bit abstract to us, just a bunch, the English martyrs. And I was reading recently about the human response to suffering, and the article was saying that when we become exposed to suffering on a vast level, we can feel so overwhelmed by it that we shut down as a sort of coping mechanism and that we're actually more likely to do something to alleviate the suffering of an individual. And I think there's an analogous danger with today's feast, that with the sheer number of martyrs, we hear about that number and that we're impressed, but that we're not really inspired. Nothing changes in us that we don't now live differently. And if that's the case, then we've missed out on something. And so I want to set you some homework for this reflection. What word for the today? Homework? Is that a thing? I don't know if it was before, but it is now. I want you to find out about one of the martyrs who you really relate to, because there is almost certainly amongst their number one who shares some very similar characteristics to you. Or it might be that someone grabs you just because of how different they are to you. But I want you to take your appreciation for the English martyrs from the general to the particular. 
four who really grabbed me in particular and who I've read most about are St. Margaret Clitheroe, St. Nicholas Owen, St. Edmund Campion and St. John Houghton. And I think it's so important for the living of our Christian faith to move from the general to the particular. We often live with a general desire to be more holy, of like a vague aspiration. But meanwhile, the devil tempts us in very particular ways. For most of us, we probably need to become more intentional in the little particulars of our Christian living. And one of the ways in which we can become more intentional is by taking on little acts of martyrdom, little deaths to self, in order that I might say yes to God and live in him more. And so I'd ask you, what might you give up for the sake of prayer? What might you give up for the sake of charity? It doesn't have to be massive, but it does have to be something. And if it just stays a notional desire, well then Christ's life and his saving us might stay notional too. There was a line that struck me recently from the imitation of Christ. The author writes, Many desire to enjoy Christ, but few wish part of his sufferings. Many follow him to the breaking of the bread, but few to drinking with him the chalice of his passion. This reproach to me cannot be said of any of the English martyrs, or in fact of any martyr. And so let us pray today that through their intercession, we might be more willing to embrace the cross, more intentional about it, and that we might do it with joy. Because as we do so, we are joined with each of those martyrs, with Christ, who is the only true source of our joy.
will be true.